of DWN Productions THC podcast sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts here at boyga.com now with a hundred percent more gay dating Joe how was your week hey Tom uh well you know my week was my week I guess uh it ended on a good note. Some work came in. We'll see if I uh, can get that shit done. I think I can. But then I made a trip up to Houston, or down to Houston, I guess you could say, and uh, went over to the Valentine's Horror Pop-Up Market, which was put on by the Houston Horror Film Festival. Uh, set up. Who's going to be set up next to me? Whoever it is taking their time getting here. But finally, he showed up, and this guy had, like, masks and uh, little movies for sale and everything. And, hey, it was a good old time. So, uh, it was. It was a good time. Uh, a crowd came out, which was, uh, the weather was not very nice, I guess. But uh, people still came out, and they spent some money, and I'm very thankful for it. I'm thankful for the Houston Horror Film Fest people, all of them. We always just say Scott and uh, Tony, but there's a lot of other people involved but having me out well what you couldn't hear joe say because of the fantastic internet connection would be that not only he but we 
appreciate the Houston Horror Film Festival and all the fine, fine folks who put it on, not just Tony Scott, because after all, there is more than just two people who put it on, and they always take care of us. So from the bottom of our bloated hearts, we both thank you all very, very much. So thank you. Was that about the gist of it there, what you were trying to trying to say? Mm, it's gonna be an gonna be another good one. But that's okay, Joe. Uh my week started out pretty fucking weird. As you can see, I was sniffling on the last one, doing a little bit of this. I woke up the fucking next day and my sinuses were just fucked. My nose just kept dripping and dripping and dripping the whole day. Like every two minutes, literally, I was blowing my nose. And if I didn't catch it in time, my nose would just go drip, 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 drip. It was fucked up. So I didn't get much work done then uh, that day at all, really. And I don't like to take sick days. But halfway through, I was just like, yeah, I uh, I can't do much more today. I need to go lay down and take a nap. And I did, Joe, and I woke up feeling a lot better, so much better that there is a little bonus. See, you can't say bonus boy gob the first time. It's just fucking impossible. But there is some bonus boy gob. It should over, be boy gob um, bonus also. It probably should because you want to say the boy first just instinctually. But. It is what it is. So if you want to check that it's shit out, do <clears throat> that's that's we know that Joe. We know that. <laughs> if do you do you want to bounce out and then come back in on your phone? Yes, he does. Hey everybody, hold on quick. <laughs> All right, there we go. Sorry about that. But when Joe gets back on his phone, we'll get back on here and get back to what what this is. But uh, what can I, is anything, yeah, I guess uh, if you didn't see it, go to the uh, YouTube page. There is a review I did for the uh, Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray release of Frostbiter. If you like low-budget monster movies or just uh, a whole amalgamation of different old-school special effects in a movie, check it out. It is uh, not a serious movie. It is, uh, I mean, Evil Dead was pretty fucking cheap to begin with. So uh, I was going to say this is a cheap Evil Dead in the snow. But, I mean, it is. But if that interests you, check it out. And Joseph... Has returned the return of the king. Joseph, how are you? Is that any better? Yeah, I guess this is a lot better. I want a, a pro tip to all of you. Uh, <laughs> when people come around to upgrade your internet, not do it because uh, Lisa did it and we've got like fiber or some shit and our internet runs like shit now. Like the TV, uh, everything associated with it. You know, it's supposed to be faster, smoother. It is none of those fucking things. So, yeah, do not update your internet. If it's uh, if it's working fine for you, great. If it's working like shit, maybe, oh, what, who am I to say? Do what you want. Kind of upset by the whole shit. Uh, 
Because you also tried to do a little boy got bonus. Oh, see, you say it the reverse way and you get it out the first A lot time. easier, boy got bonus. Yeah, I tried to do that and it kept cutting off on me. And uh, I don't have much of a charge on my phone. I should probably go find a charger or some shit so it doesn't just cut off on me like this. Uh, yeah, I Joe. shouldn't have these fucking issues. You know, this is not good. I'm not, I'm not pleased right now. But yeah, as I what was saying earlier, what is this cable company? What is this internet company? In case anybody wants to send them an email on your behalf, I don't know who are with AT and T. Maybe, you know, maybe fuck them. I think that's all uh, the only choice we have here uh, at the shop. I have Frontier, which uh, haven't had any issues there. But I don't try recording like stuff like this there. I don't try watching stuff uh on tv there so who knows maybe that's fucked up too who knows (laughs) i don't know give it a shot maybe it works better and if need be we can switch up the schedule a little bit if that works out but i mean for the most part your phone always worked fine it's just you gotta adjust it a little better yeah and it is a little better of a picture quality for you too. So. Oh yeah, yeah. These these iPhones, Tom. They're a wonder. These the Chinese kids, they do a great job putting these things together. Thank you, uh, Chung Poi, uh, for for doing it. You've been working hard for that company since you've been you know three years old. Now that you're six, you're a foreman of the factory putting these things together. And we thank you. We you know here in America think we'll, where would we be without you? Probably in a much better place. If we weren't stuck to our fucking phones or watching bullshit, you know, two assholes talking about movies and stuff. But, hey, this is the world we live in. This is what we got, right? I mean, not only that, but sending all our production over there, you know. We could make this stuff here. We could afford to pay a little bit more for it. But uh... Yeah, that's a, a conversation we definitely had over the weekend. Uh <laughs> About, you know, people that do that. People that do not make their own shit. And uh, just send it to China to get made, to produce. Let's get it set back over here and let's sell it, you know. And uh, there's no artistry or work or even any fucking effort. Aside from clicking a few buttons, paying a few dollars, and then just charging people. Whatever. I'm a bit bitter about the whole thing. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just thinking about it, like, just go going to conventions and doing the things we do, it's just like, well, what's the way to make money? Oh, just, you know, take take stuff from other people, send it overseas and get yeah. it made. Get yourself a nice little Chucky image, send it overseas and have them print it on shit. And then... It seems the way to make money is to uh, quit working so hard. <laughs> <laughs> They always say work smarter, not harder. Well, yeah. Let me know how to work fucking smarter. If you got yeah. any fucking ideas out there. Mm. <laughs> We've been looking. Say, <laughs> hard work pays off. And yeah. to you, I ask, does it? Mm. <laughs> I really better go get a charger, though. I'll be right back. All right. While Joe goes to get a charger, I'm going to tell you to go. Not right now. 
But at the end, to dwnproductions.net, peruse the shit. Maybe you haven't before. Maybe you have. Maybe you've been drinking because you watched the big game and you might be a little frivolous with your money right now. So if so, head over to dwnproductions.net, order something over there, or go to fastcustomshirts.com and peruse that because hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands. That seems like a bit much. I said that shit in the past. Probably not true, but definitely hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of t-shirt designs already loaded up, screens ready to go to be printed on just for you and or your loved ones. They're fast, and if you place an order tonight in hopes of getting it for Valentine's Day, or as Joe's people say, Valentine's Day, probably not going to happen. However, you probably will get it a few days later, and you could just say, oh, I'm sorry, baby. It was that son of a bitch who was making the shirts. He didn't send it out on time. So well, the you thing can is, always put the receipt in the card. So your custom orders nah. will, will get done fast. Your shit that you order from the web, hey, if we got it in stock, it's going to go out that day, the next day maybe. If we don't, well, shit, we might have to set up the screens, do a bunch of work to get that done, but it'll get there. It'll get there eventually, you know? I was like, hey, well, shit, man, I was really hoping to have this Anthropophagus shirt for uh, my dad's birthday ready so I can wear it, and he could like, hey... Yeah, I remember when we said, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. And I just want to go back to the Houston Horrific Festival of Fright Films Valentine's Day pop-up market for a second, if I can. Yes. I usually don't, <clears throat> excuse me, I usually don't get anything at these shows, you know. It's because, uh, one, I'm broke, and two, it's the same fucking shit every fucking time i shouldn't say that like that i guess for hey if you went to one you went to them all but oh there's that asshole uh, with the at mask. these things <laughs> there's that other matt asshole with the <laughs> yeah. oh, he's drinking again <laughs> but yeah i mean even the big conventions it's all the same vendors and everything just selling the same stuff mm-hmm. and you're not gonna like to hear this but uh, when you go to like these uh, more mainstream, I want to say, or bigger horror conventions, 50% of these people are selling the exact same shit as the guy fucking two booths down from them. Yeah. It's all just stuff they bought, horror stuff they bought from other companies, and then they're flipping it. So, but uh, yeah, I usually don't get stuff. But Joe, this time I did. This time... I did. I got this. Fuck. It's the quality so nice and it's so thick that I have to unfold it a lot. I got this shirt that has an alligator on it. And then it says alligator. <laughs> and it's and it's green, Joe. I got this from the Fast Custom Shirts table. And you know something else about this shirt, Joe? Tell me, Tom. It's a harbinger of things to come. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we got an actual good issue of Spider-Man. I can't believe it, Joe. Well, we'll get to that, Tom. <laughs> we'll get to that. 
So yeah, you tried to do a little fucking boy god bonus Ooh, two times in a row, motherfucker. So what was that shit gonna be about? Uh, okay. So I mean, I was gonna talk about some comical books. Where the hell did everything fall? Yeah, it did. I was. I'm not prepared, Tom. That's <laughs> all right. You never are, and we still get through it. <laughs> okay. So, like, uh, like I read a lot, Tom. Mm. Hey, we're live. We are live. <laughs> God damn it, Joe. We're live. So focus. <laughs> oh fuck! I posted that on the thing. I didn't hear it. Oh, I'm gonna go give it one of those cry <laughs> reactions. <laughs> All right, so about these fucking books, man. You read books. You like books. Yeah, Tom. I'm a I'm a book reading guy. A you bookworm. Know. Yeah. So you know, as uh, when I was younger, a very impressionable. You know, <laughs> I read this uh, chap, name of Clive Barker. You know, he was a British writer. He had a, a series of books called the Books of Blood, Tom, and uh, and they were really fucking good. They they were excellent, hardcore, like like man, like nobody's writing like this, dude. And it's not uh, like a lot of people at that time and now they write more like a cinematic approach, you know, like their stuff is just like they're writing a script essentially, like their stuff is ready to be converted to a movie because that's what they want. But he still wrote with like a literary flair, and uh, his stuff ended up actually becoming movies and things like that. But it turned out like some of his worst written stuff was the stuff that was made into movies. <laughs> uh, the Hellbound Heart is not very good. Cabal, which they made into Nightmare, that's bad. It's just poorly, poorly written and reads like a first draft. But all like all that other stuff was good. Then he started doing novels. Some of them were good. A lot of them were not. He did some that were just thick as fuck. Like there's a book called The Magica that's just like, man, <laughs> when is this thing going to end? Not Magica. Okay, I was going to say, I heard Give the Magica. album. No, no. <laughs> um, so it kind of, you know, like I would read his stuff and it was hit or miss or whatever. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that was adapted for comics. You know, they would adapt a lot of his uh, short stories, this and that. They did The Great and Secret Show. They adapted that. Of course, they did Hellraiser stuff and Nightbreed. They continued the story. And those were actually pretty good, but he had no involvement with them. But then he came and did uh, this. Next Testament. He did this for Boom Comics. And this was a totally original thing. Uh, looks like he plotted it, and then this other guy, Mark Miller, came and did the not to be confused with Mark Millar, who did like <laughs> a bunch of really good comics. This uh, is with an E, not an A. Yeah, this guy, uh, he's you know, I hadn't seen or read anything that he'd done. I guess he does the new Hellraiser book for Boom, but uh, this was high, I guess, plotted a lot by Barker. And then there's this other artist, Jaime Zhang. I, I don't know how to pronounce this. Jaime <laughs> I don't know. But uh, it's an original story by Barker. And it's about this rich guy that, like, all his life he's been researching something and searching, trying to find something they don't know. And finally, 
like at the beginning of the book, he finds this like, oh, this is it. This is it. Goes to the desert, digs up this uh, little pyramid and like opens it up. And this being comes out and it turns out this being is God. And God has been locked up in this pyramid for so long. And the guy's all happy. Yes, yes. You know, and it turns out after that, that God's an asshole. He hates humanity and just kind of wants to fuck with people. And, and it's pretty cool. Like this first volume is just awesome. You know, it's, it's uh, the thing is the artwork is really simple. Not a whole lot of background detail. The guy does facial expressions pretty good. And you don't mind it because the story is, uh, the story is really good. The story is enough to capture you and it, it moves along good. And we get to the, okay, so let me <laughs> say something else here. Okay, this was 12 issues. So these, I, I read them in, uh, in these trade paperback form. So this, the introduction was written by Victor Laval. Usually at the end of an introduction, they'll tell you what that person has done. These don't. It's just their introduction and like, hey, that was interesting. I want to see what this guy wrote. They don't give a fuck. They just like, <laughs> that's his name. You know, look it up if you want. Uh, this guy wrote a book called The Ballad of Black Tom. He's written a whole bunch of other stuff. Volume. Is this volume two or three? Three. So this is volume two. This one has an introduction by Liam Sharp. Liam Sharp's a comic book artist who I know mainly from uh, from the Hulk. He did the Hulk for a while, and he did uh, Man-Thing. Like, they did a series, uh, I think it was Strange Tales. They relaunched Strange Tales with J.M. Demetrius writing it and Liam Sharp doing the art. It's pretty good stuff. Uh, this second volume is just god or this is supposed to be god fucking with humanity and you know destroying things making people have big orgies you know just a bunch of sick stuff you know and and it's the people the the, the guy that released god into the world his son and uh and that guy's fiance are trying to find a way to stop all this so you know they're driving trying to find hidden knowledge, hidden tomes, you know, the Bible black, so to say, something else we'll get into a little later to see, you know, how to stop God. And, uh, and that brings us to our next chapter. Okay, and this one, the introduction was written by Thomas Monteleone. I guess that's a uh, Italian name. I don't know. This Monteleone. guy... Monteleone, Thomas Monteleone. So this guy has been a horror writer for a number of years, and he was recently, very recently, canceled, Tom, for talking trash about the trans community and uh, minorities and what I, That's what I was going to go with. With a yeah. hard Italian name like that, I was just like, <laughs> uh-oh, you said Moulinian somewhere, and it yeah. didn't go over too well. So he did it, and he was like, oh, that was a slip of the tongue. You know, I didn't mean it. And then goes on another podcast and says even worse shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just used to saying this shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in this final volume, we had all this buildup, and it turns out that there's two other gods. You know, like maybe it's the Holy Ghost and whatever. I don't know. 
there's two other gods that that uh, that had locked up God before, so because he was such an asshole or whatever. And it's like, well, how do we get them to 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 stop him? Mm, yeah, why don't you just pray and ask them to do it? Because <laughs> that works so many yeah. times. And that's what they do. And they lock up the God <clears throat> again. And this one, the panels get bigger, a lot bigger. There's a lot of splash pages, you know, because like they're just trying to wrap this up. Lame. <laughs> Lame ending. Like this whole book is just like, man, you built something up and you just couldn't end it. Your story got too big, and all right, we'll have these other guys come in, and it, it turns into a slugfest. It turns into a comic book, you know. That's uh, <laughs> like, oh shit! Now we got Superman fighting the Hulk, fighting Doomsday, and it's just, man, this is stupid for the story you were trying to tell. This was just a big, big waste. Uh, very disappointing. As uh, some of you know, I have a comic box now that I take to conventions to sell stuff that, uh, that hey, yeah, sure, read it. If you want, you're a Clive Barker fan, then you got to have it. Uh, no, I'll tell you it sucks if you ask my opinion. <laughs> but if you don't, hey, I took a risk when I bought them, and you should too. Uh <laughs> Not good. Sorry. I wanted this to be good. And it did start good, but. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so let me ask you this shit, Joe. Yeah. Were those unsold or did you leave them there specifically so you can show them off when you talked about them? I've left these here uh, okay. at the house. I didn't take them to the last show. Um uh, I don't remember if any of my Clive Barker stuff sold. I did sell a few. Hell yeah. No, they yeah. did, because that lady or that girl, I should say, she was looking through that. I was like, oh, you like Clive Barker? He's got the good shit in there. And then she bought like five. She bought the Stephen King ones. Oh, yeah. all right. The Clive Barker. Uh, well, they both suck, so she'll enjoy it. <laughs> Those Stephen King comics are actually really good. Uh, so good on her. She made the right choice, because these are not, but... Uh, Hey, man, that's the comic game, just like the movie <laughs> game. You never know what you're going to get. Probably fucked. Yes. <laughs> well, Joe, here's a stack of movies that I did bring with me to sell that I watched this week. Luckily for the people here watching, they didn't sell. So I guess I can hold them off and throw a fucking slipcover over over my shoulder. Well, anyways, uh, the Vinegar Syndrome 10-year anniversary sale every day for a week or whatever the fuck. <laughs> they had like uh, 10 movies up there for 10 bucks a piece. Yeah. I ended up picking up six of them, Joe. First one, Resurrection. Starring a scarecrow made to pay homage to Jesus, I guess. Uh, this one's about uh, Christopher Lambert, Lord Raiden. He's a uh, he. <laughs> he's a cop in Chicago now, but uh, he came from all New Orleans, Cajun country, and uh, I guess that's what they're like. Oh yeah, he's French. 
that's not really a Cajun accent he has, but it's silly as shit. So let's just make him a Cajun fucking cop. So they do. And there's a uh, killer going around killing. Who would have thought people who are. Uh, there's some biblical references in there. I think they're all 33 or whatever the uh, age Jesus was when he died. <laughs> and he's taken fucking parts from each person. So he can make this scarecrow thing. I mean, it's cool. It's worth a watch. But it's like one of those uh, murder mysteries. It's once you find out who the killer is. what, But when that character's introduced... I was just like, yeah, he's probably the guy. And he was. So, I mean, you watch it once, and it's just like, well, I mean, I've seen it. There's, like, nothing to, because you know who the fucking killer is. It was good, but rewatchability, I don't know. There was one good thing with an amputated leg. Christopher Lambert's trying to console the guy because he's dying and he can't help him. And fucking he gets close to the guy and a bunch of blood just shoots out his fucking face like this was some Evil Dead or Phantasm movie or some shit. I got a good pop out of that, but uh, a lot of fucking naked bodies with little <laughs> dead dicks on them. So if you like that shit, check it out. Uh, it's worth a watch for sure, but like I'm saying, the whole rewatchability thing really isn't there for me. Have you seen this one? No, I mean, and surprisingly, I haven't. My brother, he was like a big Christopher Lambert fan when I was uh, when we were younger. So he would rent every movie that that guy was in. So what year did this one come out? I want to say mid nineties. It looked like. Yeah. So yeah, it would have been the time that he would have grabbed. I got to ask him if he's seen this one. Uh, I'm sure he's not listening or watching or anything. <laughs> but thanks for the support, bro. Um, no, Christopher Lambert, as I like to call him. That's the way spelled. Yeah, his accent would always throw me off because that accent, like, what the fuck is that? And it's, it's uh, he's like South African, right? No, he's French, is but he? not fucking Cajun French. Okay. I've never heard any Cajun Frenchmen who talk like this. Yeah. So it's kind of like you watched a movie that he was in. You kind of know what you were gonna get, and it could be it could be something that's pretty cool, but it was never gonna be something that was just gonna blow you away. Ah, you know? uh, I mean, there is one. Night moves. No, Mortal Kombat, Joe. <laughs> and yes, he was perfectly, perfectly cast for that role, wasn't he? Oh yeah, he played a great Chinese guy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. You seen know it. what? Mortal Kombat taught me all about Asian hate and how it's rubbish. Because if Christopher Lambert can grow up to play the Chinese Lord of Thunder, then there's no reason to hate anybody in this world, Joe. Because anything is possible with the power of love. You remember that, all of you, not just Joe, but all of you out there. Everything, anything is possible with the power of love. Just like Huey Lewis said that one time. Son of a bitch ripped me off. Night moves, Jake Taft. The night moves. 
Based on the Bob Seger song. <laughs> the 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 song. Surf too, Joe. There you go. You can see it a little better. Yeah. And there's a rump on the back if you want to see it. Just shake your rump. rump so <laughs> murder up. Anyways, this one is about a uh, a stereotype. Uh a very very Jewish stereotype was picked on in high school. So in order to get back at all the people who picked on him, he fucking, <laughs> he poisons the cola supply. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking motherfuckers start drinking it and they turn into like fucking Tromaville high characters and shit. And then there's a surf competition thrown in there. Uh, it's a comedy. It feels like a trauma movie without all the shit that makes a trauma movie a trauma movie. It's uh, more along the lines of comedy. Like uh, I would say the first Killer Tomatoes movie or uh, Hamburger the movie. Where it's all just like goofy joke, 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 joke. Don't stop. Don't stop. Just everything's a joke. Just keep hitting them with a joke. Keep hitting them with a joke. Keep hitting them with a joke. So if you like that kind of wackies, 80 comedies, I guess they'd be called boner comedies. If you like that kind of shit, check it out. It's just uh, that was just a little before my time. So those movies don't really do anything for me. Even shit like Airplane and Naked Gun. It's just like, yeah, it's all right. But it's just, it's a little before my time. So I don't really have any nostalgia for it. And that kind of humor is kind of dated. So, so let me ask you, uh, what do you do in a surfing competition? Or what's, what are you competing? Don't fall off. Who fucking knows? Like I watched surf surfs up so many times, like I should fucking know. <laughs> but I mean, I guess it's just don't fall off the fucking board. All right. Don't fall off on the board and then glide on the shore smooth as fuck. Strike okay. a pose. Yeah, I just wonder, you know, what what's the what are you trying to achieve? So I don't think the motherfuckers who made this movie knew what the fuck a surfing competition was, Joe. So, so was this the first movie that, uh, like, because there was no Surf 1, right? They just decided no. to call it Surf 2. Was this the yeah. first movie that did that gimmick? I see a lot of independent filmmakers trying to pull that gimmick, too. And it's just stupid now because somebody's already done it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I. it might be. I'm not sure. But uh, the director on it, he's like, from what he said in the fucking, I was going to say commentary, but I didn't listen to the commentary because I didn't really give a fuck. But there was a making of documentary where it's just a bunch of modern interviews with everybody. And the director slash writer sounded like he was just fucked up on fucking uh, Damerol, he might have said, if that's like a fuck you up pill and uh, alcohol. He was taking some kind of fucking pharmaceutical drugs and alcohol and just, oh, and I banged this script out in a fucking two days. Woo! <laughs> like, all right. 
everything seemed like it was kind of improv the special features was whatever it was just a bunch of actors talking about being in the movie or whatever there was just stuff i don't know if it was the casting director or if she was fucking one of the broads in the movie or whatever but she was just so fucking hollywood and i just wanted to puke every time she came up and fucking talked oh fuck i hate that or oh, hollywood baby <laughs> all that fuck get the fuck out of here but uh i mean it's worth a watch if you like that specific kind of comedy i don't see why you wouldn't like this shit uh i the only actual <laughs> laugh i had is when the fucking jewish dude said broads because that just it's such an old school fucking crude term that's why i say because it's just funny to hear being said yeah so i just heard I him say that it was just like you know, shit i don't know how what it means or anything but it's it's a cool thing to say right <laughs> i don't know if it's a cool thing to say <laughs> I just think it sounds funny and it makes me laugh. So yeah, a anyway, uh, really quick shout out to James Robinson in the chat. I'm very fan, a big fan of the Starman comics and the Golden Age. We've talked about in uh, our top ten comic storylines of all time. So I'm glad to have you here. You know, Viva Britain or whatever the fuck. <laughs> However, I'm a big fan of your support. So thank you. But yeah, uh, that one was all right. This one, I didn't get it to sale, but I've been sitting on it since like fucking two of their Black Friday sales ago. Finally got around to it. Uh, pretty much midsummer, made 30 years before midsummer. Bunch of college kids go to some fucking Yugoslavian, Eastern European country. Like bad shit isn't going to happen. Wait, that's the beyond the door? Three. Three, okay. Three. Yes. All right. This one has nothing to do with the other ones. It's just one of those things. Hey, you fuck, we own the title. Let's make a movie and throw the name on there and hope for the best. Gotcha. So uh, one of the students, like she was born to be the bride of Satan. And it's kind of a slasher movie where the slasher is a train. And uh, she just, they got to get her back to become satan's wife but you know satan wants a virgin <laughs> because he's into that sick shit good luck satan i know and uh the twist in this movie joe is the this young woman <laughs> this young woman was fucked by an angel that came <laughs> down to earth <laughs> Fucked by an angel. <laughs> Fucked by an angel. Like, it's a funny watch. Uh, it's got some funny effects in it. I can't say it's good or anything, but it's worth a watch. But again, I'll never watch it the fuck again. So, <laughs> joke's on you, Satan. <laughs> No, that's kind of how it was. Like, she's laying on the altar, and then this old hag and this old hag makeup, and she, or maybe she's, no, she was Eastern European. So this all-natural witch walks up to her on the altar, and she's in the stirrups or whatever, spreads her legs and goes, she's not a virgin! And fucking lightning and winds start happening. 
fucking Satan's head explodes into sparklers and shit, and it starts melting. So, I mean, it's worth a watch if you're into fucking goofy shit or you wanted to see what fucking Midsummer ripped off. But, uh, yeah, one and done for me. Very disappointed nobody bought it, but <laughs> it's all right. Then the last one on this round is The Grave. This is about a uh, couple inmates. I think I read somewhere, like in the description or something, it was South Carolina, but at the end, when someone's getting executed, they have Texas flags on their fucking shoulders. But yeah, it's about a couple fucking prisoners. They escape because they hear a story about this fucking treasure that's buried in a coffin in the cemetery and shit. So it's just like a comedy of errors, bumbling fucking idiots, you know. Uh, deceit and dissent all trying to find this fucking treasure. I guess people are calling it a Tarantino clone. I can kind of see that. It was all right. Uh, it's fucking, it's entertaining because everybody's all talking like this, putting on the goddamn worst fucking accents they can, as you know. You ain't gonna do that. That dog has fleas, and when that dog has fleas, there's nothing you can do but let sleeping dogs lie. And just so a it's bunch a movie of fucking, that, that's set in Texas, but not made in Texas. They're just doing the. Accent. I think it's set in South Carolina. Oh, <laughs> like that's what the fuck I read. I'm pretty sure. But at the end, like, the motherfuckers have Texas, like, lawn. They're not the fucking cops. They have, like, Texas flags on their uniforms and shit. So I don't know what the fuck was going on. You'll love this movie because they say things that you can't say today, Joe, if you catch my meaning. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I know the inappropriate of this, you know, but I, I tend to laugh a lot when some of that shit appears in, in movies. Maybe I shouldn't. You know, like Lisa tends to look at me like kind of, that's not funny. It's like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But what am I supposed to do? You know, this movie was made in what, like 80 something. And, you know, if they say it and I laugh, it's like, well, shit, you know. <laughs> what am, I'm not, oh, how dare they? It's just like, oh, yeah, I get it now. You know, you don't say shit like that now, but, you know. I'm a product of that time. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know, Tom. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Joe, every day all we can do is just try. That's right. And that's all, that's we, all we can do. That's all we do. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of a EC comics esque. It doesn't have like a big O Henry at the end and the reveals kind of fucking dumb. But uh <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a guy who's na- he's in a lot of shit. He's in that new, uh, the newest Resident Evil movie. At the time of this recording, welcome to Raccoon City. He plays the police chief. He had a fucking sitcom on Fox for a couple fucking uh, months. He's like a redheaded guy. He always plays like a fucking blue collar dude. Titus? For- no, it's not Mr. O'Neill. But I think the show was around that fucking time. Luis Guzman had a show on Fox. <laughs> he did. A lot outside, Luis. But yeah, that dude was in it. He was good in it. Again, 
it's worth a fucking watch, but the rewatchability, I don't know. Maybe if you want to laugh at how people used to talk in the 90s or their silly fucking accents, because I'm sure not a not a nil, not a motherfucker talks like this shit in real life. But uh, I mean, it was it was all right. These were all all right movies, surprisingly, that I will never fucking watch again. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's why they're in the for sale box. And you uh, uh, sold a f- few movies, maybe two. Oh, I sold I sold a few. I sold my Wishmaster movies. You know? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Fuck. That's all right. Next Who needs time, money Tom. when you're going to be dead soon? <laughs> next time. Uh, well, Tom, I, I watched the movie called time. Absurd. Abs- mm. Absurd. 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 Now, this, they say, is a sequel to Anthropophagist, the Grim Reaper. And it's not. The only thing is, it is, because George Eastman plays the exact same character from that movie. Now, George Eastman, he's a tall motherfucker. And he doesn't have to do anything in this movie but walk around and hold his guts, you know, because his guts have been cut out. And uh, and then kill people. And With his guts! It's a weird movie. Now, like, there's this family that they focus on and has a little kid with, like, curly hair and he's real annoying and he's dubbed. Like, they've got an adult doing a uh a kid's voice oh mommy there's a bad man outside mommy we need to do something mommy i'm very scared and that's exactly how he sounds it's it's fucking stupid and And for people who don't know that's that's what they do in italian movies yes um there's a girl a younger girl like their teenage daughter and she's laying in a uh like a gurney and she's got her whole neck like strapped up to like this S and M type thing that's just holding her down. No, you can't move your neck, you know, because you've got this disease that means you can't move <laughs> or anything. So that's why we have your neck strapped up like like you're a sex slave or something. Weird shit, <laughs> fucking weird. But anyway, you know, uh, George Eastman. You know, they take him to the hospital and they're examining him. There's a priest. That's hunting George Eastman. Because turns out the church did it. <laughs> Why is he 12? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're just trying to get to the little curly haired boy. The church experimented on George Eastman. So now he has a healing factor like Wolverine. You know, so he get his guts cut out. Hey, you can't tell his anals were busted, you <laughs> fuck. <Stuff laughs> Try proving in, that in court. No, look, he's a virgin. You know? And, and that's it. That, that's the plot of the movie. But in the second half, you know, where George Eastman finally breaks into the house and is hunting down the, the nanny and the little girl and the little boy, we keep on flashing back to the parents not flashing back, but cutting to the parents there that are next door at a party watching a football game. And there's long stretches of the, the Rams who are the Rams St. Louis Rams at the time are playing Pittsburgh Steelers. And you see a whole lot of this game. 
like they're showing you the whole fucking game, but they're doing like a, the different commentary that's just awful, awful commentary. <laughs> and yeah, the movie just gets dumber and dumber from there until the girl gets out of bed miraculously. You know, she gets herself out of this fucking bondage gear and kills the anthropophagist guy, George Eastman, cuts his head off and holds his head up at the end. No, no, I'm crazy. <laughs> Absurd. Would recommend it for a watch and a laugh and then get rid of it, which is what I did this weekend. Thank you to the guy who bought it. <laughs> it was a buddy of Tom's that bought it. Thank you to that guy. <laughs> you know, that could mean it was actually a buddy or it was an odd fellow who came by and... <laughs> So I'm guessing it was the latter. <laughs> yes. Oh, hey, man, what is this? I like Phantasm. <laughs> All right. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that Chucky doll, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking all I got. I just knocked them hoes out at once, I guess. Probably should have just slowed my fucking roll there, dog. That's okay. We got one more to talk about, Tom. And that is uh, a movie that you talked about a few weeks back, Candyland, based on mm. Milton Bradley board game. <laughs> uh, so these bitches in Molasses Swamp. <laughs> this seemed like it was a desert, desert truck stop or yeah. some shit. Molasses Swamp. <laughs> fuck out of here <laughs> so yeah this is a movie about lot lizards uh you know which uh we've talked to red about he's had uh, plenty of experiences and good good old time 20 bucks and two cigarettes uh, oh man yeah let me tell you all about them lot lizards. let me take off my shirt what the talk fuck um so it's about like uh like these young fellows that came to the house today to try to talk to me about Jesus. There's people like that in this movie that are trying to convert the lot lizards, saying, Hey, this is a bad life for you. Let's like learn about Jesus. And there's a family of this religious folk that are trying to do that. And so their reaction to that is, Hey, let me flash you my pussy. And then maybe you'll just uh take off. And it's not like you just see it from the back, the fucking, you know, like her just lifting up her skirt. You see the baby's hand coming out and waving to the guy. Yeah. It's 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 shocking, Joe. <laughs> I think that's what they were going for, and it definitely worked. <laughs> Red uh, defends himself saying Corey was very intrigued and <laughs> learned more and more. I believe that, Red. I'm Corey. <laughs> As I do, I believe that. Um, so, yeah. So, it turns out that this family abandons their daughter, leaves her there at the truck stop. Because she wants out. She doesn't yeah, she, know. She's confused. What is life? What am I doing with my life? Yeah. You know, this religious stuff, it's probably not for me, you know. So, she sticks around. And what did the whores do? Hey, well, we got to put you to work. You can't just fucking stay here, you know. <laughs> Place has a reputation. Molasses Swamp. 
people come here. For the book, you know. And uh, you know damn well this episode's being called molasses. <laughs> I know it's not how you spell it because I'm a liter I'm an illiterate fuck. That's true. But, uh, you wanna write, M- write a book. <laughs> M-O-A-L-S-I-S-S. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how it will be spelled on the episode. <laughs> so I'll never be able to find it when I type it in. <laughs> Molasses. It's written by some kind of Polak. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. So anyway, they're teaching her the ins and outs, so to speak, about whoring. Because she's a virgin, she doesn't know about the ins right. and outs. And and first of all, this chick, uh, not a pretty chick, again, you know, and I, I guess she's supposed to be presented as a track. Why, because she's some kind of gap-tooth fuck? She is a gap-tooth fuck, and I com- uh, compared her to Michael Strahan, you know, it's like, hey, <laughs> you got enough money, fix that shit, you know? <laughs> But she's getting roles, I guess. She got the lead role in this, and maybe the gap had something to do with it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Everybody <laughs> gets naked in this early on. She sure, does. it's Hollywood. Of course, the gap had something to do with it. She doesn't. So you're thinking, is this bitch going to take her clothes off or not? You know, And I say that not because I'm degrading women, but because she's playing a prostitute. Uh or... And because you have your penis in your hand waiting for something to fucking happen. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so it turns out somebody's killing both the pros and the Johns. Like, somebody's out there killing them. And our cast members, including Daniel Baldwin, who's had some weird-ass plastic surgery <laughs> along the You know, he's got that tight face look. Looks like so, some kind of 80-year-old lesbian. Yeah. Yeah, you know, times have gotten hard. He's he's playing a sheriff that's enamored with the uh, with the local male prostitute. (laughs) Takes him for rides, buys him fried chicken. So it's love, you know. It's not just makes him suck dirty rubber cocks. Makes yeah, dirty rubber cocks. Yeah, like they probably picked up at a flea market or something. Weird shit. it but looks yeah. like it was inserted into a butt and then fell on the desert floor, got covered in desert floor smut, and then yeah. he said, hey, suck it. All that molasses is on it. <laughs> I'll lick it off. You know, and that mal- that's going to take a long time. So he's going to get his money's worth. Uh, it becomes very obvious that the Holy Roller chick you know, is not prostituting. She's the one that's killing everybody. And uh, she just wants to go back. Go back home. Because it turns can't out... can't go home again. You can't. Because your holy roly fa- roller family is... Uh, they're a death cult. Um, they're they're going to kill themselves, you know. Because the end of days is coming or some shit. But anyway, 
she missed out on that and i didn't think this movie was good you know you would think that i would love it because of all this gratuitous nudity and uh but it's it's just bad it's it's a movie that probably could have been good but they I think they spent their money on those two 80s songs that they used at the opening and the end and Daniel Baldwin, which was also unnecessary. Independent movie makers, quit wasting your money on that bullshit. Hire somebody that knows how to write, that can write <laughs> a good script and stick to that shit because uh, they didn't have that. I know you were a fan. Uh, like, there's not one good kill in this thing. Like, every kill is just like, let me stick somebody and I'll show them from the side. Oh, let's show some blood now. Oh, man, that was awesome. That was hardcore. No, it wasn't. This was garbage. Well, I mean, like I said, it was just a bunch of stabbings and the only really quote-unquote gore effect you see is like kind of the side of a guy's head that got caved in. But uh, that was about it. I don't know, man. I... uh. It wasn't the best in the world, but uh, I was entertained. I was kind of surprised that something that sleazy came out fucking in the year that it did. 2023, the year of our Lord. But uh, yeah, I didn't think it was that bad, especially for just a fucking slasher movie. I mean, it's obvious as fuck what's going on. They try and hide who the killer is, I guess, but it's pretty fucking obvious. I don't know. I liked it. I Whores just trying to do good always warms my heart, Joe. <laughs> they weren't trying to good, do good. None of them. The one was. She was leaving so she can go horse somewhere else. Like or, yeah. <laughs> oh, she could find yeah, she a new man to, to, to call Bowl. mommy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh well. It is what it is, Joe. Yeah, I'm always like, I, like I never know, Tom, what you're gonna like. I always, you know, it's just like, <laughs> like by all standards, this shouldn't be something you like at all. And it turns out like, oh, fucking movie of the year so far. It's early in the year, I know, but I wouldn't even put this on my list for a contention, you know. <laughs> but hey. who knows what's gonna happen? I I put everything down just so I have a. A thing to go back and look on. <laughs> oh, shit, Joe. As tell you them can all about see, business, Tom. Hey, I'm not going to tell you about my fucking business because it's none of yours. However, you can head on over to dwnproductions.net. That is dwnproductions.net where you can see all the art that I make. What is art? Oh, nothing more than the biggest scam in the world. That's all. But if you want some good art, good mm, eye of the beholder, I guess, just go to fucking dwnproductions.net. Fucking, uh, even if you don't want anything, maybe just purchase something and then say, hey, Tom, don't worry about making it. Just keep the money. And I'll say, that's fucking weird. I'm going to make whatever the fuck you ordered and send it out to you. Fastcustomshirts.com. Millions and millions. By this time, probably billions of t-shirt designs, honestly. And uh, if there isn't, 
He's fucking slacking. I don't know if he's... I can only hope Joe's going to come back dressed like a witch or something because we're about to talk about the fucking first Warlock movie back or maybe he's going to come dressed as a milk carton with a missing sign on the side. That would be fun, but uh, yeah, excuse me. <clears throat> we're going to talk about the uh, Warlock movie next and as you can tell by our reused halloween theme i was very uninspired by this movie spent about 40 minutes trying to think of an overlay and nothing was really working maybe it was going to be something with a witch's hat and a broom and a cauldron and shit just making fun of this boy witch bullshit but i really just didn't give a fuck but Joe's back, not dressed like a witch or a missing milk carton. So that <laughs> sucks. Both of my predictions were, were wrong. But Joe, you're back now. So why don't you tell everybody about Warlock? Warlock. This was a movie that uh, came out, I think, in 1989, but did not... Uh, did not screen in the U.S. until 91 because uh, New Line, I don't know, was going bankrupt or some shit. New World. New World. I'm sorry. Yeah, New World. And uh, I saw this in the theater, Tom. I think, uh, shit, I was a senior at the time in high school. It was right before senior! I, right before I dropped out of high school, you know. And I was dating a really pretty hot young thing we went to see this movie and we made out through like the whole movie so i missed it until i was watching it the only scene i remember was her like nailing the nails into the footprints but we'll get to that so this is about an old-timey warlock he's all locked up you know and the old-timey church people are like yeah we're gonna execute him for being a warlock but he's he's just not locked up anyways. His thumbs are handcuffed together and his toes are handcuffed together. And then those two handcuffs are handcuffed together, all in cast iron, because everybody know witches and cast iron do not mix. <laughs> or maybe that's a leprechaun. I don't fucking know. Same character. One's a midget. It doesn't matter. Joe, tell him about this lame piece of shit. Okay, so the warlock, he's got some power and shit. And what he does is he summons a time tornado. And this time tornado just comes spinning around and takes him into the future. But the witch hunter, the guy that had trapped him to begin with, you know, just hops into that time tornado too. So he's going to go to the future too. But we don't know that. So we fast forward to the future and we see this chick with really fucked up hair. <laughs> Messed up hair. It's like even for like even for the 90s, this was bad. Like this is like awful looking hair. And the warlock, he busts into the house that she's at because uh there's pages of a book. Oh no, wait a minute. He goes and meets a a lady that, that's uh has a an occult bookstore. <laughs> Mary Warzanov, our sir, sir. Yeah, that dude, Mary Warzanov's. <laughs> he goes to meet her. It's like, hey, you know, summon this uh, demon for me so I can talk to. You. Oh, sure. And you know what happens? 
she turns into Ronnie James Dio. Yeah. It was the damnedest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the demon possesses her, and this is the only good effect you get. No, it's not. It's not even a good makeup. It just kind of looks like her with a buffy brow, and it's painted weird, and the it's gloss on right. it's weird. It's all right in comparison to the rest of the movie. I don't know. These fucking old age makeups they had in here were fucking something else. Like the fucking what well, like when the we'll fucking main character no, but can I fucking finish the, the plot <sighs> so the, uh, our listeners will know what's going on? Have a little continuity of this show, man. Shit, you want more listeners? Like fucking get it together here. Okay, so the demon says, Hey, you gotta get the Bible black for me. You know, and then I'm going to destroy the world and then we'll reward you, even though there's probably not going to be a world before then, you know, but, uh, but how is it, what, what do they have to read to actually destroy the world? Oh, just say God's name. What? Right. They got to say God's secret name. Yeah. So it's Jerry. They probably just need that one page. But anyway, so he's on a quest now. There's the book is like scattered in three places. And one of them is where that chick with the fucked up hair was. So he goes over there. She just happens to be there. And he like kicks her ass, gets the pages and curses her like, hey, you're going to age 20 years each day. Now, the witch hunter, he appears, he gets arrested she wakes up like, oh, shit, I'm 20 years older. Let me bail him out and like help him capture this warlock. So and this makeup like- that she's like this old age makeup. It looks like a fucking bloated corpse. Like when you do old age makeup, you have to make it look like you're taking away. because you get older, you know, shit sinks in, shit droops and everything. This shit looks like she was floating in a fucking river eating cheesecake for 20 fucking years. In the color, in the fucking gloss on it was all fucking weird. Like, I'm not the best makeup artist in the world, but somebody got paid something for that shit. So I knew he was going to key on on this. So the thing is, they had all this shit ready for her to wear. That's like, okay, this is what we're going to apply for you for these scenes. This is what we're going to... She got there that day and said, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to put any of that shit on. We'll just do some fucking browns and a little bit of whites. Just do some straight makeup out of the box. You can do that shit. Just do out of the kit. Some browns, a little whites, highlights, and shadows. So this was her fault. This was her being a bitch and saying, nah, I don't want that. You know, I don't want to... Don't cover this in my face. And, you know, they... They did it. They said during this whole movie, and she wasn't a big star, man. You know, but they, I don't know who the fuck this bitch is. Laurie Singer, she was in Footloose, you know, but who cares? She wasn't big. And, uh, but they let her like call the shots. And the special effects guys who weren't good to begin with, like there was supposed to be some other company that did this, the, the special effects for this movie, and then like. They read the script and said, peace. No, New World. They were in financial trouble. Say, hey, oh, yeah. Okay. All you got to say is Roger Corman. So we're going to. I understand. We're going to hire these other people to do it. And uh, 
Anyway, so they continue chasing the uh, the warlock. They meet an Amish guy that knows all about this shit. Uh, more pages are found. They fight with the warlock here and there. Uh, they go to another church and find more pages. And they fight with the warlock here and there. And finally, the girl that doesn't want to wear old age makeup injects the warlock with insulin. So he's got salt because the warlocks can't, you know, deal with salt, you see, or something. He, uh, he explodes. His, you know, he gets veins popping out and, you know, uh, movie's silly. The movie's, you know, it, it's an adventure movie. It's not really a horror flick. You know, it was marketed as such, but it's not. But it's silly, but it's fun. It's a dumb, dumb movie. And, uh, the thing is that I'm watching that I think, oh yeah, Tom's gonna hate this. But if the warlock was just flying around farting in people's faces, Tom would love it. <laughs> yeah. He'd you know? be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> like fucking uh <clears throat> there's a scene where he meets up with a fucking little kid. It's like, what the fuck's going on here? And the kid's like, oh, yeah, my dad doesn't go to church. He doesn't let me. Fuck all that shit. Hey, where's your broom? Why don't you fly? It's like, oh, mate, you want to see how I fly, yeah? And then in the fucking, <laughs> the next scene, it's like the fucking warlock's fucking cooking up a can of cream cum that he's just going to belt down. And it turns out fucking witches need child fat to fly. So he should have had like a big fat kid eating an ice cream cone or some shit that he was talking to. Not this fucking average fucking everyday kid, which I guess make it scary for the kids. But at least have a little porker there eating fucking handfuls of candy bars or some yeah, shit. Yeah, because you want shit like that. You want silly shit. And, you know, this is a silly movie. But I thought that scene was cool because, like, he's, like, looking around. He doesn't know what the world is like now. And he asks the kid, why aren't you in church? And the kid's like, eh, you know, dad don't like to go to church, you know? like Yeah, I just said that. Dumb. <laughs> you know, it, that would have been cool to, if, you know, he's like, well, let me meet your dad. Is he a warlock, too? You know? <laughs> I could have went out to the bar and had some drinks or something, I guess, right? Became friends, and this could have became a buddy movie. Well, yeah, he could have had somebody help him out or whatever. You know, just like they had the Amish guy help him out, he could have found an ally, too. I like this movie, Tom. It's, you know, it's shitty. I'm never going to watch it again. Um like the special effects are horrendous. They're bad. Uh, Lori Singer, that chick sucks. How did she ever get work to begin with? I don't know. She's not pretty. She is not, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, fuck, yeah, let's hire her. You know, she can't act. Who gives a shit? Because she looks good. Nope. You know, she must have been related to somebody. A lot of nepotism in Hollywood. Mm, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought this movie was fun, Tom. And I know you don't like fun. You know, that's been established that, you know, like you, you're like all, you know, unless there's farting in a movie, like you're, you're always mad. About Welcome to no farting. God damn it, I need more methane in my film. You telling me these people don't eat beans? You know? 
Well, that's true. I at least want to have one Mexican in all the movies I watch, so that well, we does anger me. Still written for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, if you have nostalgia for the time or nostalgia for this movie, maybe. If you've never seen it, don't. It's yeah. fucking, it's just lame. It's a lame fucking movie. I'd say watch it. Uh, and also, rest in peace, Julian Sands. Uh, <laughs> they ain't found anything, but you're dead. We know that. <clears throat> we all know you're dead. Maybe he just didn't want to be found. That was him, you know, fucking off and going to Mexico or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. Excuse me. Probably should have just muted my mic for that. But in the, You know, he's saying he loved it. Like he's he watches it every weekend. He says, "Sorry to hear that." Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I'll never watch it again. <laughs> and I thank the fuck I didn't buy this Blu-ray set. <laughs> yeah, neither. Will I. Thank you, Tubi, for providing uh, this service for us, or where we can watch these garbage movies. Yeah, I'll watch 87 Windex commercials. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Why not? I can just pick my book up every time. Better than the goddamn movie. Yeah. But uh but yeah, this is a fun one. You know, we both agree on that. Um uh, and uh we'll be talking about Warlock 2 in a week's time. God willing. Hey Joe. You ready to swing into another giant size issue of Spider-Man? A fifth giant size issue, Tom. Um, this one's pretty big. Yeah. So they've got like 21 pages or so of a new story. <laughs> and then a reprint of uh, the Beatle issues from 21 and 22 of Amazing Spider-Man. Man, Marvel was fucking people even way back then, weren't they? That's some bullshit. I, I mean, I know there wasn't comic stores or anything where you could go buy old issues or things like that, but god damn, Marvel, come on. Giant size issue. Let's have like like that 100 or, or 80 pages of new material. Nah, man, they were fucking people. In the ass, mouth, and pussy. Yeah. So this wow. one is in continuity. Because old Jerry Conway is writing this stuff too. And uh, Spider-Man's has just kicked the Scorpion's ass. Or, you know, made him apologize to Aunt May or whatever he did last time. Uh, And uh, he's like, well, shit, I gotta gotta make some money, you know. Because I got bills to pay for my unfurnished apartment. And, uh, oh, shit, I read this article about this man thing. It's a, around Florida. Maybe I can get Joe J. Jonah Jamer Jerklins to uh, to pay for me to go out there and do a story on old man things. Oh, look at that! Look at that! And uh, J. Jonah Jerkland does surprisingly. Yeah, let's get you out there. And he says very clever. Oh shit! He's being nice to me because he probably wants this as a tax write-off because this is all bullshit. Because uh, that's what companies do. Like, hey, let's waste money, write it off, because we're making too much profit. Hmm. So, he goes to Florida, Tom. And who does he call your buddy? 
Take it away. Kurt Connors. <laughs> oh, sorry. Joe's been drinking. So, uh, <clears throat> old Spider-Man goes to Florida and, you know, he doesn't have the money. So he needs to shack up with a with a friend who tried to kill him a few times. But <laughs> when you're broke, you got to do what you got to do. So uh, he goes to unload his suitcases and shit. Actually, it's just a fucking kind of a purse that he wears as a backpack that I guess all his belongings are able to fit into. Anyways, he goes to the old Connor residence. Unfortunately, that boy's up to his own tricks, and he's a lizard man again. So they get into it. Meanwhile, in the Florida Everglades. Wait a minute, Tom. You forgot how he kicked his wife's ass before <laughs> leaving the household. The lizard just like yeah. wraps this bitch around. I didn't want to bring that up. You know, he signed that picture for her and everything. <laughs> So back to the Florida Everglades, Joe Scientist is bankrupt because of the recession, <laughs> and he has nothing left to do but end his own life. So he goes down to the deep, dark swamp so nobody has to clean the mess up. And who does he come in contact with but none other than the Man-Thing? It just right then an alligator pops out and almost eats him, but man thinks says no and brews up a wonderful pot of coffee. And this gentleman, <laughs> the alligator, and old Ted all sit down in the swamp together and talk about their troubles. The end. Riveting, Joe. Yeah, so that's not what <laughs> One thing bites an alligator that's going to attack this guy. And uh, and then we just cut to Spider-Man. It's like sw swinging. So, the old scientist, he says, oh, shit. Oh, I yeah. know where man thing is. I can make money off of this. My luck's a changing. So, he yeah. gets the fuck in his car to go get some cameras or maybe some tranquilizers so he can fucking bring this guy back and King Kong him, I guess. It's never explained what this guy's plan is. He says, oh, money. And he takes off. You know, and then we cut to Spider-Man's swinging through the swamp, looking for Man-Thing. But uh, he don't find Man-Thing. He finds the lizard. The lizard, and he's fighting the lizard in his lab coat, which I always like him in his lab coat. Don't you, Tom? <laughs> I do. Makes him look like a smart lizard, and he's wearing the purple pants. Like he like, could trust him. Yeah, just like Bruce Banner, you know, wears those purple pants. So does the lizard. So uh, they're fighting. And then the swamp thing, or the swamp thing, the man thing shows up too, Tom. So he fights the man thing for a little bit, right? Yep. Yeah, but... <laughs> so, they all fucking somehow get back to the Connors residence. Connors uses his telekinetic lizard powers to summon the swamp creatures to take over Spider-Man. And just at that time, Joe Scientist shows up to make a fucking cure for... Uh, Connors. Monster. 
the man thing of molasses swamp. <laughs> Down in the deepest, darkest, moistest hole does this man thing dwell. And whoever... <laughs> He, he makes the fucking serum. It works. Man thing fucks off. Everybody lives happily ever after, except for Mrs. Connors, who has a fucking shiner. Not what Joe's drinking, but like she fell on a doorknob. And everyone lived happily ever after. <laughs> yeah, I like this one. This was the first one in a in a very long time that I actually liked, and all it took was telling an actual good Man-Thing story and using him how you should. I thought this one sucked, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is supposed to be Spider-Man and Man-Thing, and Man-Thing is hardly in the fucking thing. You know, he has nothing to do with the resolution of the story. Nothing. It's like this. Guy. I mean, and I know, I know this. The Man Thing comics, like he was hardly in those too, you know. But still, you know, Joe Scientist or whatever that you know, <laughs> fucking way back to life. Nah, man, I wanted more Man Thing, and I didn't get that. Maybe I'm just happy he wasn't fucking making coffee and shit. <laughs> so I mean, it was. <laughs> Joe's going to do something again. No, Hopefully look, he doesn't fall over. <laughs> like I thought I'd I'd read this one, you know, because uh I've got this thing right here. You know, and this is supposed it looks to have... brand new, like you just went out and bought it. Yeah, I did, just to read this issue. <laughs> but uh and this has like all kinds of you know, man thing. Marvel 2 and 1, the Hulk, you know, all these appearances of man thing. You know what's not in this? Giant <laughs> size Spider-Man number 5 is not in this. <laughs> now, I've had this for a couple of years. <laughs> but... But still, why the fuck isn't it in this? That's fucking dumb. Thanks, Marvel. You pieces of shit. Oh, it's not a it's not a cheap book either. No, this what the fuck did I hundred and twenty five bucks for this motherfucker, you know, and it doesn't have that essential, you know, part of the man thing's life in this. <laughs> oh, they got Marvel team up. We're not sorry if we tricked you. They got the two issues of Monsters Unleashed. But my, giant size Spider-Man's number five? <laughs> yeah, we reformatted magazines to put them in this comic book. Right, yeah. <laughs> Black and white shit, we're going to throw that in here with this. Oh, shit. <laughs> Marvel, man. That's the Marvel method. Marvel method, yeah. <laughs> Same 
say to Baltimore, fuck, fuckers. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, Joe, you like lists? I've been known to, you know, partake in a list or two, Tom. And uh, as you wanted to do last time, you know, the top five things that uh, scared us as children. And if I can stop you there, this time I do have an honorable mention. Okay, well, let's let you start then with your honorable mention. Thank you. I didn't want to add this to the list because it just kind of goes without saying. But horror movies, would you believe it, Joe? When I was a kid, <laughs> horror movies scared me. What? They called me Little Pussy Boy. <laughs> Not because they would just pass me around and fuck me, <laughs> but because I was scared of horror movies. <laughs> you know, Tom, I don't I don't usually make one-offs. You know, because you got to make a screen. You got to, you know, like set shit up for one shirt. But I feel I have to make a little pussy boy shirt for you. I mean, hey, if anybody out there would actually buy a little pussy boy shirt, maybe we'll run them for a week. (laughs) Little pussy boy and then Tom's picture. I'll probably draw him. So, hey, maybe that might be the answer to your problems. <laughs> Joe, I'm allowing my likeness to be used. But on the back, like towards the bottom of the shirt, can you have it say, ouch? <laughs> How about that the bottom of the front of the shirt? <laughs> Well, I didn't get fucked in my penis hole. <laughs> you, got fucked, you got fucked in your little pussy boy hole. Yeah, that's it's an ass. Hmm. Or a mouth, depending on where the gentleman's standing. <laughs> oh, childhood fears. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, just so you guys know, we're doing this for you. This is like for you. <laughs> You guys, we are projecting our misery, our hurt, things that, that traumatize us as children. We're giving this to you for your fucking entertainment. So please like, share, subscribe, all that shit, you know? <laughs> Oh, fuck. Have mercy, as Uncle Jesse would say. Tom, at number five. Right before he fucked me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. At number five, Tom. I have a uh, carnival rides and it wasn't so much like how fast they went or any of that. Uh, even as a child, I had a fear that they were going to fall apart <laughs> as we were riding them. And uh, so I never liked to get on them. And, and like when I was maybe eight or nine, 
we went to a place called Magic Isles in Corpus. And they put me and one of my cousins in this little, like... They put you in one of your cousins? Me and one of my cousins. Oh. Up-looking ride. Hey, this looks pretty safe. It's just like a little whatever. But still, you know, I'm I'm cautious about it. But then as it starts going, it starts fucking lifting up. And like going like this and that. And I'm thinking, this shit's just going to fall apart. And we're going to (laughs) go flying. I'm freaking out and yelling, get me off of here. And I'm, you know, yelling like a bitch. You know, just, you know. And my cousin is just laughing his ass off at me, you know? And, yeah, it wasn't a good time, man. It wasn't a good time. And still, still to this day, I look at these things and look at how they're constructed. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of engineers that put this shit together. But there's no way this shit can't be right. You know, something's got to fuck up here. It's, you know, and... How often do they check? You know, do they have like special, you know, carnival and and amusement park people that go and check these things for safety all the time? I don't fucking know. And but the difference is now I will get on them because I don't care if I die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to motherfucker put okay, me on the zipper. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not uncommon to be scrolling through Facebook and see a fucking carnival ride disaster video. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. I seen one just the other day. It's that fucking gimmick where it's like a circle above a cylinder and then everybody's sitting around the circle and it raises you all the way up and then just drops. And then at the very end, it's supposed to just slow you down. This motherfucker just went up, and I guess the rubber band snapped, and wham! Everybody's fucking poo shot through the top of their fucking head. (laughs) There were definitely broken anals and probably some fucking compound fractures from fucking knees going up. You know, if I'm in it, I would think, like, cool, my family can sue them. I'm dead, but my family can get a buck or two. Nah, those places will just shut down. Mm -hmm. Fuck it, we're out of here. I'm not sure how much uh, stock Windy City Entertainment has. Right. I think that was the name of the ones when I was a kid. Can't remember. Mm. Well, my number five is my number five. Not because (laughs) it was so much like a fear, but I was always very uneasy and just weird about like going to church and Sunday school and being around priests and shit. Like I'd always be like, oh, you're getting close to time where you have to do your, uh, what the fuck is it called? Where you go into the box and first communion. Yeah. Your communion and shit. You know, see, cause like, I don't, you know, I don't see you as a, a, as a dirty grease ball. I just see you as white, but I forget. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Joe. I was raised Catholic. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, those folks do not do a good job of not making you terrified. (laughs) Everything is doom and gloom with those motherfuckers. So like the whole time it's like, I don't want to go in there and Tell everybody I was passed around, fucked in my ass and mouth. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I don't know how I got out of it, but I just stopped going. 
and shit. And then a couple years later, oh, everyone's getting fucked. Dodged a bullet on that one. Unfortunately, I didn't on all the other. He probably knew. He was probably so, oh, the little pussy boy left. I was so mad. I was finally able to find a kid with a big enough hole I can fist, and he fucking left. Oh, he felt the beast. Family reunions, though. I know. God damn you, Uncle Larry, you son of a bitch. But yeah, that was always. I was always uneasy with that shit. Because, again, the Catholic religion really isn't an inviting religion of love. It is very doom and gloom. And look at this man butchered up on a a couple pieces of wood. Very ritualistic and not very, you know, yeah, weird shit. (laughs) Wait. Kneel or do we stand here? I I don't fucking know. That shit. They were getting you just yeah, kneel, you little fuck. Yeah, it's like aerobics it, and shit. You know? mm. And I'm not talking shit about anything. You fucking believe, do don't fucking hurt anybody and fuck kids, but you know, if it helps you get through life and <laughs> you need that not the fucking kids, but the religion and all that. I just say be a good person, do the best you can, and don't fuck anybody over. And Yeah, you don't need religion to be a good person. Uh, some people do need religion. That's cool if you need it and if you adhere to the good parts of religion. Because there are a, little good, a lot of good things to religion, but it gets, uh, it gets convoluted. It gets fucked up. I'm not going to preach to you and tell you what's right or what's wrong. We're just doing a fucking top five list of shit that scared us. And my number four is that fucking uh, ventriloquist dummy from the movie Magic with Anthony Hopkins. I think his name was Shakes or something. Uh, That fucking dummy just looked so weird to me. And like I was a kid when this movie came out and I I couldn't discern that. Oh, no, this is in his mind that the fucking dummy is talking to him. I thought that dummy was alive. and Chubbs? Maybe Chubbs. Yeah, Chubbs. There you go. And uh, so, yeah, that dummy scared the shit out of me. It just looked so weird. You know, it looked like a fucking midget, which it also looked weird. You know, midgets look weird. Um, yeah, it looked like a Punch and Judy doll, but all big. And it's it was... It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> That's why it's your number four, Joe. Right. Hmm. <laughs> well, my number four was also a toy. It was a it was a Big Bird toy. It was Big Bird sitting in a nest, and at the bottom of the nest, you'd put a fucking uh, cassette tape in it. And it was like a Teddy Rugspin gimmick, but Big Bird. So it would just like play shit. I was just sleeping one night and out of fucking nowhere, this goddamn thing went off. Started fucking playing whatever the fuck was on the table. Took that motherfucker screaming through the house, threw it over the goddamn balcony. You gotta go down there. It's alive. I threw it down there. You gotta get it and shit. 
And then for fucking months afterwards, anytime I would see goddamn Big Bird on TV, I'd lose my fucking mind. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Goddamn consumer-grade <laughs> animatronics. Go fuck yourself. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry to laugh at your feet. <laughs> well, that's what we're doing this for. Yeah. Uh, number three. Nuclear war. <laughs> Shelter in place. Um, in the 80s, like, this was all over the fucking news. This is, like, no matter, like, hey, I just want to watch cartoons. A news story comes on. Oh, you know, the Russians and blah, 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 blah. And, like, it was just so ingrained, like, yeah, the world's going to fucking end. Like, there's going to be bombs that come on. And, like, I'd be playing outside, you know, all happy. Like, I'm 11 or 12, you know, like, playing with my soldiers or whatever. And think, wait a minute. And I look. It's like, what if a bomb comes right now and there's mushroom clouds and, like, yeah, it just scared the fuck out of me. It's like, we're all going to die. There's nothing we can do. You can't do anything because, you know, once the bombs drop, it's like, we're all going <laughs> to die. You know, And I was just like, like, man, this is probably the last week we're going to have here, you know, and. <laughs> and unfortunately it never happened it never it should have if, if it had happened i wouldn't be suffering so much now you know it's kind of like i have nuclear radiation <laughs> but it's like a whole different thing that's just fucking destroying me from the side nuclear <laughs> Oh, what are we on? Number three? Yeah. Bridges. (laughs) I remember having a dream once. I forget what the bridge was, but there's... Oh, I thought you were talking about Nash Bridges. No, no. (laughs) Fuck you. I'm a fan of Cheech, but didn't scare me. (laughs) Yeah, I forget what the fucking bridge was, but there's a big one in Chicago where it was like fucking graded where it was just like made up of all these holes and was like a gate and shit it was strong and everything but man i had this dream that my fucking dog fell through it and then fucking i fell through it and i was just fucking heartbroken and it was always always hard for me to fucking walk over bridges and when i started driving i was like oh fucking going over a goddamn bridge yeah, I don't, I don't trust human construction like that. Never did, that never will. a lot of how you were acting when we went over the Mississippi. <laughs> or as I call it, the Mississippi. Yeah, when we were coming back from uh, whatever it was, Camp Zool. Mm. Tom, at number two, I have a cutting a vein. So, my mom used to watch uh, soap operas in the morning or whatever. And, there, you know, I walked in from playing or whatever, and she's watching the soap opera. And there was a, a character that had killed her or was trying to kill herself by cutting, you know, her wrists. And, like, somewhere in the, you know, script, you know, like, some doctor comes, oh, as long as she hasn't cut her vein 
if she cut her vein, there's no hope. So I always thought, man, if I'm outside and I cut myself and it cuts my vein, I'm going to die. You know, it's like, oh, you know, if I get a little cut, but it cuts my vein because I can see my veins. You know, I can see my veins in my wrist if it cuts them. They, they, they can't sew me up. They can't do anything. I didn't think like, hey, there's people without arms. <laughs> You know, or feet, you know, that are like blown up in the war. Like, hey, you know, that obviously cut through their veins. But uh, the arteries is what you got to worry about. Yeah. So, but I <laughs> thought, you know, the veins, if they cut my veins, oh man, that's like if somebody, you know, kidnaps me and they cut my veins. <laughs> I don't care about getting fucked. Yeah. I just don't want them to cut They're me. Cut my veins, you know? You don't think about getting fucked as a kid. You think about, like, I did. Getting, yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Fuck the veins, man. <laughs> my number two Getting fucked. <laughs> By a woman. <laughs> oh! no! I felt the shivers run down my spine when you said that, and all my pubic hair fell out. <laughs> Excuse me, fuck. Flying. Never liked to fly. Still don't. The first time I flew plane was getting ready to take off oh my i can't fucking do it oh i can't fucking do it i can't fucking do it let me off this fucking thing let me off this thing <laughs> halfway in the fucking air i'm sure everybody sitting behind me were laughing their fucking asses <laughs> off oh this stupid fat little kid <laughs> Never cared for it, Joe. Uh, I really don't even like driving in cars if I'm not the one driving. So letting somebody else take the wheel and being that high. <laughs> mm. I know, Tom. I know. <laughs> you know. I'd like to be in control as much as I can. Well, get your pilot license, buddy. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Tom, at number one, I have the ocean. The ocean uh, has always frightened me. Uh, just like you can't see what the fuck's out there. You don't know what the fuck's out there. Even to this day, people are discovering like, oh, there's this different fucking weird fish out there. You don't fucking know. Um, so it's always scared me. The, the unknown of it. I remember when I was a very little child, we went to uh, Aquarina Springs. And they had this thing like where you, you know, walk down and they do this ocean. Like, hey, this is the ocean. I'd never seen a scuba diver before. <laughs> you know, so like there's, you know, we're watching like this like tank and these guys get in there and they're like swimming around. I freak the fuck out. 
you know, I'm scared as shit. I start screaming like, ah, I gotta go. <laughs> and finally, my dad carries me out, and I know, uh, well, fuck, now my dad's gonna beat me. You know? <laughs> So it was a double whammy. It's like, am I more scared of this or am I more scared of my dad who, you know, is a bit abusive too? You know, it was just like really fucked. Uh, but yeah, man, it's like, like when you go out in a boat and shit, like, you don't know. I mean, I, I get scared of drowning. That's why the movie Jaws is like, like kind of freaks me out. Cause there, there are, they're big ass fucking creatures and animals out there and it's like who fucking knows people that do scuba diving and shit they're the bravest motherfuckers on the planet to me or the dumbest yeah yeah why would you do that why would you get in there with who fucking knows and you don't have gills you fuck not even just the big creatures now you know as i got older i know there, there's fucking microbe creatures that are gonna get inside your dick you know just crawl the inside shredded candiru yeah, who the fuck knows? What's scary as shit? Fuck the ocean, man. You know what lives in the ocean, Joe? Not me. Monsters. Yeah. That's what lives in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, so it's a fear that I still have, you know? Yeah, no, I don't go on boats. I don't go in the water. I don't have fucking gills, so stay on land. That's what I prefer. That's what I was built for. Don't have wings. Don't want to go in the sky. I'm a land mammal. <laughs> Red says he feels the same way. Fuck the ocean. Joe, my number one was moving away. I think I was about 12 at the time my parents got a divorce. And then my mom said, all right. You and I were moving to Texas. What? <laughs> so left all my family and friends and moved to Texas at about the age of 12. And I guess it worked out, Joe. It did, Tom. I guess it worked out. It did. <sighs> but a scary prospect at the time, huh? Yeah, because I mean, you're leaving everybody. You're just going with your mom and just you're going to be in this new place that you think are worlds and worlds and worlds away. And I guess now that's why I don't really have any communication with any of my family. Did you leave any of your little friends some like scratch and sniff stickers so they could remember you by? No, we just gave each other hand jobs and said, remember the good times. I know. It's, it's not gay because we're kids. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. So that's that's it, Joe. But next week, maybe we'll do some more laughing. Maybe we'll just be depressed the whole time. <laughs> this was a little bit of both for me. <laughs> well, I think... I think uh, next week it's going to be a little more of one than the other. And it's going to be fears we have now as an adult, you see. <laughs> because I'm very original when it comes to these things. And if you'd like something original, hit me up. And maybe, just maybe, I'll be able to make whatever monster, creature, mask, or whatever you would like made. 
because not just only do I have products ready to order on the website, but I will also do custom work too. So hit me up if you want any of that shit. <laughs> Don't forget dwnproductions.net. Gotta say dwnproductions.net or this shit isn't a fucking write-off. I mean, it probably is because all the shit down there, but yeah. dwnproductions.net, dwnproductions.net, dwnproductions.net. So if you would like some custom work, that's what I do. I do custom work, and that's mainly what I do. But if you want to peruse the website, which Tom talked about earlier, check that out. Like he said, pages and pages of shit to look at for. And just in the couple of days, hence, be looking for the little pussy boy shirt. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> If you want one of those, <clears throat> coming your way, baby. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hopefully, uh, everything works out and we can both reconvene here next week and hopefully have a few more laughs. But, I mean, we're usually, we get one good episode out of 20. So, see you in 19 more episodes. I hope you all have a great week. Or at least okay or better than it's been. Joe, let them know. Hey, as they say in France, boy gob. The song, you